I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Crossbody of Work. My name is Evan. I am Javier. This week, Paul London. Or whatever the fuck it goes. I mean, it sounds like generic 80s entrance music. It sounds like the song that I would have put on my like career mode player person in, in WWE 2K because it 100%. sounded like the Kendrick and London song. That is fair paul london won our poll so paul london is what the people want (laughs) that i accidentally voted in hey he still won even without your vote but there were two the top two vote getters are going to be our next two episodes so paul london this week kelly kelly next week oh we're already spoiling kelly kelly yeah we'll give it to the people up front well the people did vote the people voted they saw it it's on our twitter at crossbody of work you know who wasn't an option earl hebner you know who will never be an option? Because I think Javier will straight up pull a Sasha Banks and Naomi and walk out of the episode. Earl Hebner? Yeah, exactly. You hear that, Chad? You hear that? And this is a this is a two-person operation, okay? I can't do this without a dancing partner. Exactly. He's going to laugh at my stupid jokes, all right? It'll just be me talking into the void for an hour. Yeah, it's called cross-body of work, not just cross. <laughs> not, not just carrying cross. <laughs> not just cross-body. Not just work. <laughs> work. Work sucks. I know. That's right. Blink-182 reference. <laughs> Off the top. You may also be noticing, dear listener, that your friend Evan sounds kind of weird. You know, kinda honestly, gross. you don't sound bad for someone who's sick. In my own head, I sound terrible. Like, I can feel it in my own brain. I probably, My voice will probably go as we're going. Uh, fighting through a little bit of under the weather. I'm not in health and safety protocols, you know, but... Under the weather a bit. Al Horford's out of health and safety protocols. That's big for the Celts. That's Huge. Big. Huge. Huge. The weird thing with him like nodding at Giannis and then actually going at Giannis last series was hilarious. Listen, man. He's Dominican. We will always root for Al Horford. But he also plays for the we Celtics. Stand. So we root for him doubly. We we super stand Al exactly. Horford. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be able to, not going to cancel an episode just because I got a little case of the sniffles, you know? The people require us to talk about a wrestler each week. It's the flu game. I, I told Evan this earlier. It's the flu game. Yeah. It's not the flu. I mean, he's just, he's just it's sick. It's not. I'm just a little sick, a little head cold. Yeah. But, you know, what does everybody want? Head cold. <laughs> what does everybody need? Rest and soup. Uh, some Tylenol, maybe. Yeah, a couple Tylenol PMs. Put yourself to sleep after this episode. All right. Let's do all the housekeeping stuff. We already told you where to follow us on Twitter, at Crossbody at Work. Wherever you're listening, be sure to rate and subscribe. Helps us up tremendously as we continue to climb the pod charts. We're trying to climb the ladder, kid. Make ourselves famous. We need your help. Tell your friends. Hey, 
Remember Paul London? Wasn't he cool? Well, these guys did a whole episode on him. That's how you can sell it. I think that'll work. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, if if the uh, the person that you're using to sell this podcast is Paul London, then I mean... You already have a niche group of friends who should yeah. be listening to us anyways if Paul yeah. London's going to be the one that sells them. Yeah, I think let's uh, let's go back it and maybe go Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Undertaker, The Rock, John Cena. John Cena. Yeah, go with those. Uh, all those guys have cool merch, and guess what? So do we. Fullpressshop.com. Cop the merch. Support the boys. Literally, my next note just said etc. So etc. Let's talk Paul London. Why do you have a note that says etc.? I don't know. I don't know. I think I was already getting sick when I was watching these matches. Jeez. So my brain was a little foggy. Foggy. All right. Uh, born in Texas, Mr. Paul London. Went to a couple schools to learn wrestling and then ended up at the Texas Wrestling Academy, home of HBK. Oh, I didn't know Paul London was there. He was another person who tra- who trained at the Texas Wrestling Academy. Wow. Oh, I, I, knew, I knew Danielson. I knew uh, Kendrick. Yeah. I knew um, the the Lance, uh, whatever his face, Lance Cade. Yeah, Lance Cade. I don't. I didn't know anyone else. Yeah. Well, I guess also a little bit of uh, Paul London in there. You know, what my favorite thing about Paul London is throughout his entire career, from ROH, WWE, all this stuff. At no point could I ever guess how old he was. That is fair. Now Even, I couldn't tell you how, how old he is. What? What? How old do you think he is Did right you, now? Give me your best guess. Yeah, forty. He's forty-two. Okay, so that's pretty good. Jesus, I guessed forty because I was like, I mean, Kendrick seems kind of youngish. He's probably about the same. Every age. single match we watch, he looks super young, like a child. And then the, and then the promo we see, he is a full-grown man. You're like, what is happening? Okay, but here's the thing. He looks like a full-grown man because he has facial hair. Yeah, it helps. It's like, it's not even like his face. It's the exact same Paul London. Yeah, he just, just he's got some a, facial he's, hair on. He's got, a, he's got some facial hair. He's got the Party City beard on. Oh, God. My man's out here looking like Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Why is the rum gone? Uh, <laughs> all right, so in his early career, he kind of bounced around a little bit. He was an audience member in a WCW World Heavyweight Championship match at WCW Greed. There's a fun little fact for you. Wow. Showed up in TNA. Showed up at Pro Wrestling Zero One in Japan. Uh, was in a TNA gauntlet match against Jerry Lynn. Uh, competed for the X, in the X Division. Earned a shot of the X Division title. Yeah. And then around the same time, too, he made his debut in Ring of Honor. And that's where we pick it up first. Is he debuted in 2002, but we're looking at 2003. Brian Danielson versus Paul London. ROH Epic Encounter, a two out of three falls match. A match neither one of us knew existed until we were looking up Paul London matches. Yeah, so Paul London is 22, 23 at this time. Yep. And he looks like he's fucking 12 years old. He does. And Brian Danielson also looks like a little baby, except a little baby with weird, unforgivable sideburns. <laughs> I love, I really do love ROH era Danielson because you never knew what you were getting. I'm used to seeing him like full bald uh, with yeah. no beard because that's just the Danielson that I was watching that that run from like 2005 to like 2007 ish. 
Um, that's the, the low-maintenance style, too. You just uh, you just shave it all off. There yeah. You but, I mean, we, we obviously know the, the Danielson, you know, with that beard, hair, that varies always. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, hair combo that we've had with Danielson? Uh, in terms of, okay, so I think there's a difference between my favorite and the one that I think looks the best and suits him the best. Okay, do both. Favorite is Wildman, WrestleMania 30 run, super long hair, okay, crazy beard. Suits him best is SmackDown general manager slash talking smack, like con- contained beard, little high man bun. It looked Ooh. good. It looked really good. Okay, you know what my favorite is? Is 2013 when he okay. had when he was trying to grow out the hair still, but it was in that awkward phase, and he had the massive beard, and it yeah. just did. It just honestly looked like my guy was wearing like a funny hat. He looked disproportionate, and that's also the one I think looks best because it, it hid most of his face. <laughs> that is a mean thing to say. What do you think of the match? I I really like this. This is really fun. This is good shit. I mean, it's it's one of those things where we've said it uh, numerous times on this podcast before. If Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan's in a match, it's the worst it's going to be is okay. Yeah, he doesn't really have bad matches. Yeah, honestly, I couldn't tell you one off the top of my head uh, of a match that was bad with him. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and Paul London's fucking great. So I, I expected this to be decent. My favorite thing about, uh, especially going into this, the thing I was looking forward to most is I know for a fact that Paul London is fucking amazing at selling. Yes. And that's a trend that we see throughout this entire episode. Paul London is fucking fantastic when it comes to selling. And I was really interested to see if Brian Danielson was going to put this motherfucker in the torture chamber. And there are parts where he definitely does. This match also, this is early, early ROH. Yeah. Early. Uh, we got the plain red mat for the ring canvas. We got the uh, the banner that is just the ROH logo on a garbage bag, it looks like. Yeah. I mean, this is Across year one, I think, still. Yeah. Or just into, I think they had said they had their anniversary show already. So this is the beginning of year two. Yeah. Which is fucking nuts. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so early. And yet they're having these bangers. Early on, you know, we get the show of respect, the the, the handshake. Uh, this nice bulldog headlock takeover spot using the ropes by London that I really liked because there's just a lot of yeah. grappling to start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brian, uh, the thing I love there. Uh, at one point, Brian goes sends his arm out to do like give him uh, give London like a handshake, which is something yeah. we will get to again. Yes. But he, it, when Brian or when uh, London reaches out to to reciprocate the handshake, Brian does this stupid like fucking pulls back the hand and then brushes yeah, the, the side cool of his guy. hair. Yeah, it's like, sir, what are we doing here? Down low, too slow. Oh shit! In the middle, fuck you, um, <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Brian like traps. Uh, or gets his arm put in a ringer spot here by by London, and he goes through uh, the the middle and top rope to to get to the apron, and then comes back through the bottom and middle rope, trapping London's arm through the rope. And that's how, not only how he escapes the move, but how he's able to to turn the tables on London. And and honestly, the thing that that really shocked me in this match was just the disparity 
in grappling ability between these two guys. Yeah, that's fair. London is, I mean, we see it throughout the entire episode, basically. London is not someone that grapples. He just isn't. No, he's he's about getting his getting his stuff and getting in fast, right? Like his yeah, his, his main his main strategy is speed, speed and, and headlocks. And for the technique bit, he's good, not great. Yeah. And then when you put him up against people who are great, he looks worse. Yeah, I mean he's he's really good at chain wrestling. I'll give him that. The early stages he, of a match when he's chain wrestling looks fantastic. But he's also, again, 22 here. So yeah, we can cut him a little bit of slack. Well, yeah. Danielson's also probably like 22, 23. Yeah, but Danielson's like a like a whole other breed. That man is... That <laughs> My man, man went through ropes to get this man out of a hold. That man was doing Kimuras in like, on the on the schoolyard. All right? No, he was doing it in the womb. He was doing it to the <laughs> fucking cord. <laughs> he put the cord in a fucking headlock. Yeah, he's just hitting German suplexes on other babies. <laughs> Jesus. The other baby was his older sister. Um, oh. London loves a headlock, which is something I really got. Uh, also, this is where we get the, the bold, those bulldogs off the ropes. They were actually nice. For you, they explained the code of honor. Now you know the yeah, code of honor. I, I like that. I, it, I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, I kind of knew what it was, but it's always good to hear again. Yeah, Brian hits a back suplex here. Um and then we get some really cool shit from Paul London. So he skins the yeah. cat with a with a head scissor uh, to the outside. Now when London or when uh, Brian gets on the apron to get back into the ring, he hits a disaster kick on him. Um, he's unable to get in a position to hit a dive, but Brian is able to hit a suicide dive. Yeah, and that was freaking nuts because uh, there's like 0. 0.2 centimeters of space ringside <laughs> between yeah. the ring and the barricade. Um. Back in the ring, Brian hits a bridging German for a near fall. And pretty soon after that, we get the first fall. Yeah, so London's on the top rope. Uh, fights off a Danielson. Like, Danielson's trying to get him off there. and he's, It's like he a Saito suplex he's trying yeah. to do. Then Danielson goes up for just a like a, more of a regular suplex. And London turns into a crossbody off the off the ropes, off the top rope, and gets the pin. One, two, three. He's up one nothing. No fight from Danielson either. It looks like he was out. <laughs> then, of course, they, they do a handshake for fall two. You don't need one. They do the 30-second rest period, which also makes sense. They say, like, you don't need the handshake, but they do it anyways because they're nice guys. Uh, Danielson immediately getting shots in. He's pissed. Yeah. He's not happy about this. Um, although London does get his, his shit back. He hits a super kick, and then when Lin, uh, when Danielson falls to his knee, he hits a second. He hits a super kick very, very, very lightly. It's a <laughs> it's a it's a glance of a super kick. Just a little just a little tap. And then he fucking connects on the next one. It is a uh an aesthetically pleasing super kick, but not oh, yeah. a technically pleasing super kick. Yes. It looks good. It's like there, there was this old video I remember I used to watch. It was a, it was a comedy video, so it wasn't supposed to be real. And it was guys talking about basketball, and they're like, it doesn't matter if you make the layup. What matters is if you look cool doing it. <laughs> like, if, you, if you can do an, an up and under scoop, do that instead. And I was like, hell yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to earn points out here. NBA Street Volume 2. Like that trend uh, like five or six years ago of all those high school kids that would do the jelly layup instead of a regular one. Yeah. Yeah. The only shots that existed for a while were jelly layups and logo threes. Yeah. I just, hey, man, I'm all about shooting it from deep, but uh, come on, guys. 
Demar Derozan's just losing his shit. The mid range matters. Mid range matters. Hashtag mid range matters, baby. Uh, so back to the match here because basketball talk. Yeah, now back has to the wrestling. Um, yeah. there was a shin breaker that Daniel Bryan did where he just basically hucked London into the corner. <laughs> yeah, London's also small, and even small like Danielson's small too. But like London's small enough that Danielson can just be like, I'm gonna fucking just toss. Admittedly, him. Paul London's like five eleven. I'll give him. I'll be. I'll be generous. He's like five eleven, six feet. Yeah, somewhere in that range. He's just well, so he's, fucking skinny. He, he, he's light enough that Danielson can just fling him. Yeah, that man. If he weighs 150 pounds, I'm shocked. Shocked and confused. I mean, nowadays probably. No, I meant. I meant then. Yeah. Right now he's billed at 5'10", 180. 5'10", really? 5'10". 5'10". Wow. 180 yeah. now, sure. I mean, he's in his 40s. I believe that he, he he's probably been eating good lately. Eat eat good. His, his metabolism isn't as good as it used to be, but 2003, no fucking way. No yeah. fucking way. So uh, London up top again fights off Danielson with elbows and a headbutt. Uh, Dragon with a drop kick to London's knee while he's on the rope, and he ends up in a tree of woe that looks painful as hell. So fucking, he's like sprawled out in a weird way too. The ref is like, "Hey, we should let him free." And Danielson's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna take advantage of this. I want to punch him in the knee as much as possible right now." Which, like, getting punched in the knee, I can't say it's ever happened to me. It sounds like it sucks. Yeah, it it also sucks when fucking. Uh, London's in the goddamn like chalk outline of a murder victim type That's true. position while he's in the tree yeah. of low position. Let's draw chalk around the body. That way we know where it was. Right after this, Brian puts on a single leg crab. Um, and then he gets real deep with that shit. <laughs> yeah. London starts to crawl to the ropes. Danielson pulls him right back to the middle of the ring. London, sensing he has a fall to give. Taps out 1-1, and London cannot really recover by the 30-second rest period. Like, he is still pretty down by the time the 30-second rest period's up. And Danielson decides, I'm going to jump him. Just going just gonna to attack him. Whatever, let's see if we can end this early. I'm just going to fuck this kid up. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then London eventually gets uh, gets out of it with the Nenziguri. Uh, Brian grabs his uh, foot at one point here, so London uses the other foot and just starts stiff kicking the ever-loving shit out of yep. Brian's head in a way that I was like, oh, so that's where the concussion problems came from. It's like the origin story. We don't we don't want to see it, but we're like, oh, well, it's good background. Yeah, it's like the Batman. The Batman. Yeah, it's it's Batman year two. Yes. <laughs> this is this is Daniel Bryan like year three, but this is bad. This is Daniel Bryan year two, uh, when the concussions come in. Yeah, we get a cattle mutilation. London touches the ropes. Good for him. Uh, they do some seated slaps, which is always a fun bit. Always Loves, love the seated yeah. slaps. Love a good slap fight. London wins the exchange and just pins Danielson. And gets a two count. I was like, I wouldn't do a pin after a slap fight. That doesn't seem like enough. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. You know, it does seem like enough. Uh, bridge and dragging suplex, which is what yep. Brian Danielson does here for a near fall. Uh, puts on a single leg crab. London does get to the rope this time. London then limps to the top rope. And I say limps because he sells really well. 
Yes. You have 22. This man can sell. Danielson knocks him over, which is great. <laughs> and then puts him back on the top rope. It's like, Brian, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, forearms to the back, back suplex for a two. We get half crab three Tokyo Drift. So that's exciting. What? You guys are wrong with, with Tokyo Drift? It's half crab three. Here comes the money. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. And that then, also works. Uh, so so at one point here, London gets the advantage back. He he hits this like folded power bomb thing. Where honestly, I thought it was going to be a reverse power bomb, which is a which is a bridging spot that that's brutal on the neck sometimes. But yeah. no, he just I, for one, I don't think he's physically can do it because the man weighs two pounds. Uh, but he does something I've never seen it before. He just stacks. Basically, Brian is a ball. He is a, yeah. a armadillo, and he just it's like it's like that him. clip when he's on Saturday Morning Slam, and he puts himself in the ball on purpose. And <laughs> yes. then he gets. A, I it's still one of my favorite clips. Yes, um, and so we we do that, and then Brian hits an avalanche back suplex here at some point. Yeah, slaps the single leg crab back on, and then yeah. wrenches it so deep. It is insane. London escapes still. Yes. Doing good. Uh, my next note is back up top. More elbows from London. Headbutts. Knocks Dragon off the top. Then Danielson meets him up there. And what happens from the top rope there, Javier? We get a nice little swinging DDT from Paul it's London. Pretty. It's pretty. Uh, and while, while, he's on the, while Danielson's on the ground, he's getting up hands and knees. Back up to the sky, Paul London hits a shooting star press right onto his back, turns him over. One, two, three. Paul London beats Brian Danielson. For a match that we didn't know existed, this was awesome. Fucking great. It's honestly, I think quality of wrestling-wise, it's the best match that we covered. If you want 40 minutes of really good wrestling match, like this feels so ahead of its time. Like this feels like... Years early. I watched this on 1.75 speed, and honestly... Oh my god. How did you take any notes? <laughs> I type fast. Uh, <laughs> no, like, actually, that's what it is. I type fast. <laughs> honestly, it felt like the right speed. <laughs> it, it was going... Like, there were some slow bits, there were some fast bits, but you just kind of get used to it. Maybe 1.5 would probably be the wave for this. But this is, this is a match that, that I feel like if you watch it at a rapid pace... The f- not only does the 40 minutes obviously fly, but I feel like it's more conducive to be watched at that pace. I get that. I get that. Watch it on 1.5. That's the good speed. And enjoy. Enjoy <laughs> there. The- 7.5 is if you want to take notes like me. <laughs> Let's move on. Another Ring of Honor match. It is same year, 2003. Paul London versus AJ Styles. At Ring of Honor Night of Grudges, this is a match for the number one contenders trophy. Because Ring of Honor had a trophy for the number one contenders, which is cool. You knew this match existed. I did, because this is Paul London's last match in Ring of Honor. <laughs> er, last match of this run. I was going to say, because he does come back, but this is the last match of the first run, right? Yeah, of this running what, Ring of Honor. What do you think of it? What do you think of the match? I thought this was fun. I think this is good. I you could very clearly tell this is still early AJ, um, or early enough AJ. So he's not at that, you know, peak 
kind of peak level we see. From he's not like, a he's not a world beater yet. Yeah, I mean that comes like in the next year. But, yeah, but he's not there yet, um, unfortunately. And honestly, I don't think these two really had the chemistry. I just think that they're both so good individually that they made it work. But yeah. for me, this match kind of didn't live up to my own expectations because of the fact that I really don't think they had the chemistry like that. Also, we watch all these matches in order. Yeah. So coming off of the Danielson match, this feels a little more flat. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it's again, it's like I said, it's it's AJ very early in his career. It's, it's London, obviously, very early in his career. I think if these guys had run it back like two years later, it would have been an absolute banger. Would have been a banger. Yeah, would have been a banger. Uh, some early grapple work, as usual, in pretty much lots of Ring of Water matches, at least ones I've seen. Like, steady grapple work to start. That seems to be the my note every time we have yeah. an ROH match. They're fucking smooth as shit, too. Yeah. Smooth as all. Uh, the first real bit is the snapmare kick to the back by Styles, and then he offers London a hand. Which I was like, okay, still, still the honor is there, which is good. Uh, London would offer a handshake a bit later in the match, and they go nose to nose, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, we're spicy. Slap by London, slap by Styles, and then they shake hands. I'm like, are you two brothers? Is that when AJ kicks him? Yeah, AJ like, like kicks it, him right after that. It's like it's like what I siblings. It's like I hate you. I hate you too. You want to go get food? Yeah. All right. <laughs> and then at one point here, AJ gets London kind of like a knee bar kind of way, like a front knee bar kind of way, and uh, just like traps the leg in a weird way. And then he gets his other leg draped over London's neck. And he's like, he's just got him contorted in such a weird way. Yeah. That looked like it legitimately sucks to be in, <laughs> just like as a normal person. Not a fun place to be. AJ is not about shaking hands again. Not no. about it. No more shaking hands. We're done that, here. Yeah, that said, London does keep offering. Yeah. And it's around this time that I found out this match is in fucking Cambridge. Oh, it's in it's in Mass. It's in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Those oh, fucking dickheads. They say it's in Boston. It's not in Boston. Cambridge is not Boston, guys. Yeah. Cambridge is where Harvard is. Tufts. It's the same way I'm going to throw a Canadian one out there. Mississauga is not Toronto. All right. I don't know that. I don't even know what Mississauga is. It would honestly, in terms of ge- geography, it's equivalent to Cambridge to Boston. It's, oh, they're so they're the separated by the by a dirty river. Uh, no, they're separated by a shitty highway. Mm. Close yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah, close enough. Yeah, same thing. Um, yeah, this is in Cambridge. London gets a cheap shot on, and I was like, "Oh, we're fading dirty." Also, London looks like he aged a little bit. He looks like he went through like puberty. a tiny bit. Yeah, yeah. Facially, looks like he went through puberty between the that last. That Danielson match put some more hair on his chest. No, Not there was no hair his, on his chest no or hair. his face. Um, no. it, it's just he lo- he just looked like he went from age fifteen to sixteen. Um, AJ shakes London's hand, then rocks him with a forearm. Yeah, um, these two have been incredibly even through the first like ten minutes of the match. I would say. Yeah, we get a big springboard drop kick by Styles. Oh yeah, goes for a, a tope. Nobody home. London with what I thought was a baseball slide, but then commentary corrects me and no, he drop kicks him through the first and second rope. Yeah, which looked fucking brutal. And then he it like does. gets AJ's leg on the railing, 
and, and yeah. just starts absolutely obliterating it. Then London wants a springboard on the barricade. He's been controlling a lot of the outside stuff. Styles drop kicks him off the barricade, which I was like, oh shit. <laughs> That's a dangerous looking spot on yeah. the outside. We we love a we love a danger. Um back in the ring. <laughs> back in the ring, AJ hits a snap soup flex and then goes right in through to a swing and neck breaker. One handed swing neck breaker. Really cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I really wish that Elias, I'm sorry, Ezekiel would do that. Yeah. Who wants to speak with Zeke? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh London no sells and then Zagiri while keeping hold of, of AJ's leg. Hits a dragon screw because he's working over the knee because AJ's yeah. knee is completely uh, in shambles. AJ does hit a brain buster here. And this is when I was like, oh, it's getting spicy because a brain buster is like the finishing move of half the ROH roster at this point. I, I believe it. Uh, there is a sequence in here that is one of the smoothest London sequences we see in this entire episode. It's the dragon screw is followed by an elbow drop, a quick kip up, and then a fist drop. It's this quick little like, Five second sequence. It's so nice. You were like, "Ooh, I like this." I wrote. I was just like, "This is a beautiful little sequence right here." It's like I'm walking into uh, like an open house. I'm like, "Look at this kitchen. This is nice. Very open. Very spacious living room." Ooh, look at little kip up. Isn't that (laughs) isn't that spicy? Oh, is that an island in the kitchen? He could have just gotten up, but he no, he kipped up. Ooh. (laughs) Oh, is that a fish drop? Ooh, coffin tears. Very nice. Uh, London is working the leg of AJ still. Yeah. Uh, starts slamming his knee into the apron at one point, yeah. which is fucking brutal. And then we get my favorite spot of the entire match. Sure, go into it. At one point here, they're like trading blows, and then AJ just hits a discus lariat. Discus lariat that is just fucking brutal. London sells it's it nasty. like he has, like he has literally just been shot by a shotgun. Yeah, this is where Dolph Ziggler took his notes. Like, this is not going to sell everything forever. <laughs> the way Paul London sells this, this discus lariat, I'm going to do that for everything. Like, this is honestly, uh, no, nothing will ever beat the London sell uh, from Schnitzky's clothesline. I, I considered putting that as the promo, but I wanted to do something. We'll talk about it when we get to the promo. You wanted to do something a little out there. I mean, it's the biggest moment of his career, I feel like. It's definitely I mean, it's, the most memorable. It's, it's the tag titles and him getting fucking inside outed by Gene Snitsky. It's it's in my opinion, it's the most memorable bit of his career. Uh, now, admittedly, it's the, it's the second most memorable bit of Gene Snitsky's career behind what? The punting or kick the baby? Don't kick the baby. Kick the baby. Uh, I mean, admittedly, like you, you can say this about a lot of wrestlers. Like, I feel like Jeff Hardy's biggest moment is getting speared off the ladder by Edge. You know. Jeff Hardy's biggest moment is every time I see him climb something tall and I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't have to. It's okay. We think you're cool. You know what's Stop crazy is I, now that I'm thinking about it, all of Jeff Hardy's like big moments, that like the ones that came to my mind are all like f- obviously fucking crazy, but they're all like off of la- like involving ladders. Yeah. yeah, that dude just is like has this weird attraction to being on a ladder. He's like, I just I don't know what it is. I need to be up there. And Edge, because I think the two biggest moments are the, the the other one is the Money in the Bank where he yep. kills Edge. <laughs> yep, yep. Which honestly is just payback for the spear. I think this is true. This is true. I it's the receipt. 
Uh, so we get a hammerlock backdrop by Styles for a two. We get a crescent kick from the top rope or from the second rope by London, which was fucking nice. Oh, dude, the leg lariat. And he yeah, hits at one nice. point off the top rope for a near fall. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, we get the moonsault into the inverted DDT by AJ for yeah. a near fall. And then we get something that I thought was really cool. So Paul London's Don't finisher at this point is a shooting star press. Yes, um, the London Star Press, which sounds like a fucking newspaper. Sure, I'm not doing it. I'm not calling it that. It's a shame. <laughs> you can't make me. Uh, so he does it, and he hits it on AJ's leg at one point, yeah. which I was like, oh, shit. Um, and then he tries, because AJ is currently the NWA champion, I believe. Okay. Uh, he's, well, he's one half of the Ring of Honor tag champions. I don't remember who he's partnered with. But he's also, I think. I think it's, I think it's Amazing Red. It might be amazing, Red, but at the same time, yeah. he is also the NWA champion over in TNA. So, what does London do but mimic the finishing move of the most iconic NWA champion of all time? Puts on a figure four leg lock. <laughs> Styles gets to the ropes, which is good. Uh, Styles goes up top, keeps blocking London, and then hits a sunset flip powerbomb, rolls through Styles Clash. Which was fucking sick. It's awesome. It's great. Fucking I love sick. It. Here, then we get uh, to the finish. Go, in, go into the finish. Yeah, so a Styles Clash, it was a near fall because he took absolutely forever to get the pin off, uh, which allowed London to kick out, which I believe, like, it was, a, it, I guess in hindsight, it's not as big a deal for us, but in the moment, it was probably a huge deal because I don't think anyone had kicked out of the Styles Clash yet. That's a, a, a even if some, like, one person probably, like, the most is one person. Yeah, it's not very many. It's like the fucking end of days of moves uh, back in that time. Um, back in those days. Back in those days. Uh, AJ hits a bridging German at one point here. And they counted three. There there was a three count on it. Yep. But it seems like AJ. So it seems like AJ just won this match. However, I guess because his leg is so fucked up, he didn't bridge. So his shoulders didn't were bridge down. properly. Yep. London shoulders were down, so we got a draw. The crowd boos immediately. I thought it was a clever-ass finish. Yeah, really smooth. I liked it, but the crowd does not like it. We have the the benefit of hindsight of like, wow, what a nice match. But I guess in the moment, if you're cheering for Styles, you're probably going to be pissed off. Yeah, Sure, man. Nobody, the ch- thing is no, nobody wins. You know who wins? Us. Yeah, us. And now we're going to... Enjoy our winnings on this commercial break. When we get back, London signs with WWE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Back from the break. 
Paul London signed with WWE in 2003 and teamed with Spanky. Spanky. <laughs> Spanky. Love it. Then he Wait, teamed with Billy it. Kidman and won the tag titles in June 2004, which I had forgotten Do you remember about. that? No, I remember no. that. I still fucking I, remember that. I had forgotten about that entirely. They were the Shooting Star Press boys. That's the only reason I That's remember right. that. And then they lost them in September when Kidman abandoned London. And Billy Kidman as a heel does not fucking work for me. Just look at his face. He's just, it's Billy Kidman. I mean, Billy Kidman is in any capacity just doesn't work for me. Just look at his face. <laughs> this drug this addiction. Is another, this is another Billy Kidman slander podcast. Um, That's right. Wilson, though. Shout out. Shut out. Uh, London would was written off TV with a pair of shooting star presses in order to heal a broken nose he received from uh, wrestling Booker T. King Booker. Yeah. There's a fun fact. He returned, and when he returned, he was a fixture on Velocity, and that is important to note because our next match is from Velocity. This is our first time on Velocity, baby. You know what my favorite thing about Velocity was? It would come on at like 2 a.m. here. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was on the USA Network. Well, now it's the USA Network. Back then, it was something else that I completely don't remember. Actually, in 2004, it might have been Spike. It might have been on Spike TV. Okay. Yeah. Um, and my favorite thing about it was, like, I so I would always go to sleep, like, kind of early sometimes. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, because 2004, I would have been, like, six or seven. I would go to, I would, I would always just, like, burn myself out, fall asleep at, like, eight or nine, and then wake up at, like, one or two, and then just watch TV. So I would always end up catching Velocity on the weekends. Yeah. So it would come on Saturday, into, or I guess into Sunday at, like, two in the morning. And I just remember watching all these Velocity matches, and that's how I would see, like, the random people. So whenever you guys see me, like, cheering for someone like Rene Dupree or something like that, it's not because they were on SmackDown and I got all this no. acclaim. No, it's because I saw these motherfuckers on Velocity. See, you un- unlocked that memory for me too, because it would air on what was called the Score, uh, and which was like just a, a essentially just a constant sports ticker. Like yeah. that's all it was. But it would always air on the Score at like midnight. <laughs> like that's how they'd fill it. Is they they on the weekends like the like twelve to three would be they'd show SmackDown again and Velocity. Oh. And so you you get to see Velocity. I was going to ask you what your favorite C show is, but I assume it's Velocity. Now. Oh, it's 100% Velocity. I, I wasn't Agreed. really around for Heat, so I never got Heat. I also wasn't as into Heat. Heat has like some bigger moments, I think, because it was always the yeah. lead into the pay-per-view. But sure. Velocity. Yeah, Velocity was Paul London. If you look up Paul London matches, one of the first things that comes up is consistently the fact that he had an absolute banger on Velocity. Yeah. So and we who, had to watch it. Who was it with? It was with Akio, but who is Akio, Javier? It's fucking Jimmy Wang Yang with a ponytail, baby. December 2nd, 2004 is this Velocity match. Velocity, by the way, this week brought to you by Blade Trinity. Garbage. Uh, A movie that had Jessica Biel and Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds was in Blade 3. He was. I, I'd seen Blade three. 3 one time, and it was probably when it came out. I'm going to double-check that for my own. Yeah, he was in Blade Trinity. Yeah. Wow. I was like, did I lose my mind? No, he's in Blade Trinity. Because the plan was to have like a spinoff of him and Jessica Biel's character? No. I, I don't remember. I, honestly, I don't even remember the movie. So Akio, as we mentioned, is Jimmy Wang Yang going through his Matrix phase. 
Uh, yeah. he's got the he's got the slick back hair. He's got the big black coat. It's a lot. I like to think that he's just kind of the cleaner for the triad. I believe it too. It's like oh, okay, things are serious. Bring in Akio. Yeah, bring in Akio. Yeah. Who who brought him in? Funaki. <laughs> SmackDown's number one mob boss. Indeed. This match. If you want to just like, hey, I want to watch one of the matches this week, make it this one. It's eight minutes. It's and it's incredible. Eight minutes with entrances. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It so, manages to bring the stakes up immediately. Yeah. The whole match. It's like six minutes. It's fucking great. Um, so so we start off here that we get some good little technical bits. At one point, London uses uh Akio's momentum against him to knock him out of the ring on the like uh he's got him held by the back. And yeah. and he does that. Um then we get some we get some regular technical spots. London gets uh, knocked down by a shoulder block when Akio races to to his right, I believe, to to get uh, to go hit the ropes. London grabs his ankle, trips him, then gets a front face lock immediately. Uh, does some fast as fuck boy shit. All I know is he ends up stomping on his back. Yeah, he he quick gut kick off the ropes. Does the double like they call it the mushroom stomp on the back to extend to the ground. London does his weird like stomping around taunt that I also remember I would give people in WWE games. I would do that shit in real, especially when he was teaming with Kendrick. I would do that shit all the time. I believe it. Uh, London stomping around does a huge somersault tope onto Akio, which is did you say somersault tope, motherfucker? That's just a tope conilo. You do this. It's in almost every, almost like I would say in between three parters, we're able to do a tope con hero call about. Four times. You you know I don't speak Spanish. Okay. It's tope con hilo. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a tope con hilo. That's all you got to say. That's all you got to say. We we then get the best part of the whole fucking match. So this London is, is like, it gets back into the ring. He is way too close to the ropes for the spot. Way too close to the ropes for this spot. <laughs> so Akil grabs him by the foot, grabs his foot when London goes for a front kick. Yep. Fucking launches him his him backwards. So London's essentially just doing a backflip. But yep. the ropes, like I mentioned, are way too close. So London just ends up hitting the fucking ropes with his the top rope with his legs and just scorpions. And nearly breaks his fucking neck. <laughs> it's what? so intense that Josh Matthews, who's on commentary, says holy shit on TV. And it gets bleak. It's the it's the best thing. It's the only time I've enjoyed listening to Josh Matthews. It is the only good call Josh Matthews has ever had. Um, we got a leg lariat by London, and then they just start kicking each other. And just the like, it's like yes kicks, but they're doing it to each other. Did you mention the spinning heel kick by Akio, followed by a skin the cat in the corner? Oh, was that was that before the the? Uh, yeah, that was oh. before the trading kicks. He does he does the spinning heel kick, and his momentum carries him over the top rope, and he fucking skins the cat. <laughs> this is on velocity. This is velocity. Uh, Akio at one point here hits a a moon salt off the top right into a pin for a near fall. This is also when I realized how because of the kicks how red London's chest is. He's yeah. been chopped to death. Yeah. Uh, London uh, hits an enziguri here at one point. Uh, gets up to the top rope because he his finisher is a shooting star press, so that's what he's going for. Uh, 
but he gets blocked by Keo, who tries to. It's very clear he's setting up to go for a top rope Frankensteiner. London's yeah. not letting that happen. Blocks him, gets him off, uh, and then jumps off the top rope straight into a spiking DDT on this motherfucker. That looked absolutely beautiful. One, two, three. The best velocity match ever. Yeah. Is done. By far. Go watch this. Go and, watch this match. And then go watch Rene Dupree. And Kenzo and, Suzuki. Yeah, Kenzo Suzuki. Okay, come on. Come on, guys. Is that on the network or on uh, Peacock? I might, I might only, go watch there's it. There's only six Velocity episodes on the network. I need, criminal. I need to go watch Velocity on the cock. Go watch whatever Velocity episodes are there. All right. We, didn't co- we don't cover any of uh, Paul London's Cruiserweight Championship runs. I'll go through them right now. Uh, March 2005, he would become the number one contender for Chavo Guerrero's championship. He would win them on an episode of SmackDown, I believe. Sure. Which is cool. Um, oh, so no, sorry. Uh, he went into the Battle Royal. Guerrero would challenge again. He would lose, so London would, would keep on to hold on to it. Um, then he would feud with the Mexicals. Hooventu would do a 450 splash onto London and break his nose with his knee because of the way he landed on him, which that's got to suck. London loves getting his nose broken. Apparently, he would lose the Cruiserweight Championship on the August 6th episode of Velocity Tanunzio. Oh my god! I need to find this match! Later in the night, London would cut a heel promo encouraging fans to protest his title loss. London was turning heel, went on a losing streak for returning as a face and teaming with the newly rehired Spanky. Spanky! Spanky is back, baby! Oh, this was one of my favorite things ever. Let's talk Judgment Day 2006. It is London and Kendrick the for the WWE Tag Team Championships, challenging the champions, Eminem, Mercury, Nitro, Molina. So I fucking hated Eminem. I hated. Had the yeah. ultimate heat with me at this point in life because I believe that they won the titles off of Batista and Rey Mysterio. Yes. Who were only teaming post-death of Eddie Guerrero because... They were both close with Eddie. Yeah. yeah. And Batista turns on Ray. And then Batista turns on Ray eventually. Yes. But yeah. we don't talk about that. We don't. Eminem have lost five in a row to London and Kendrick through mixed tag matches, singles matches, and a non-title match. So the the young guys have their have their number. They have the Eminem's number. I'm pretty sure that Johnny Nitro is older than Kendrick. <laughs> London, or is not older. Sorry, is not older. I think also, hey, Johnny age. Elite just debuted yesterday, which is Johnny fucking Elite. wild. Like he he looks older only in like face, really. Yeah, he looks fucking he's a, great. He's a body chisel out of granite. Makes no sense. He's still crazy athletic. Whatever. Talk talk about your love of London and Kendrick. London and Kendrick were my favorite tag teams of the two thousands. Or one of, sorry, my favorite, like, real tag team of the 2000s, I That's would fair. say. Because uh, my favorite tag team of the 2000s was Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. Nothing beats that tag team for me. That was the height of it for me. Um, I didn't really get to catch most of the Los Guerreros, so I, I didn't really get to see much of the Chavo and uh, Eddie team before they split. Um, yeah. 
so, so I'm not going to count that, but just, it was so, it was so much fun. Like they're just fast. And, and that's what really caught me. It's my ADHD brain was able to process them perfectly because they were just going and going and going and going and going. And not only that, their feud with Eminem, I obviously was just rooting for them because I hated Eminem. But they, it's like you mentioned, they, they were they were always getting results over Eminem in, in a way that, that meant so much to me because nobody really could. Like, they just kept cheating yeah. to win and cheating to win, and Molina would get involved and all this other bullshit. And they just seemed to have their number, and, and, and I love them for that. So Eminem, honestly, is the reason... Like, I, w- I would genuinely say Eminem is the reason why I love uh, London and Kendrick as a team so much alongside the fact that they were just so fucking fun. And when I say they're my favorite team in the 2000s, I want to uh, caveat that by saying in WWE. Mine is still world's greatest tag team, but like I get the appeal. Sure, man. <laughs> hey, hey, you give Charlie Haas his due, all right? I hope Shelton is is uh, is okay. I heard he has a back injury. Yeah, it's only yeah like me too. The second injury of his career or something yeah, dude, like that. Dude, dude was bulletproof forever. Um. I forgot about the theatrical masks, like the, the oh. weird play masks that, that Kendrick and it's and, the uh, Phantom Lundin of the was. Opera mask, but it's the whole face. Like, cause they, well, because they have the sad one and the happy one, right? And they yeah, kind of, it mixed up. Plus, they have the baggiest shorts I have ever seen. It's the Adam Sandler shorts, baby. It is. It is. Uh, we should. Ha- that should be our new merch. It's just Adam Sandler shorts. Evan, I would buy eight of them. <laughs> I would too. I would buy 83 of them. Nitro and London start. London with a drop down. Causes Nitro to go face first. Baby faces are in control with a just cavalcade of quick tags. They're just like tag, 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 in out, in out, in out, in out, in out, in out. You know what it's like? Last offense, double lariats, all that stuff. You know the you know the turnstiles that you see at like public uh yeah. you know like public like transportation heading into the metro baby yeah sure like when you're a kid and you just want to fucking spin it over and over again <laughs> ooh this makes fun clicking noise click, 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 click. I would do that shit all the time when I was at uh, Six Flags New England more than anything <laughs> I would just like when I was going through I would try to like spin it as often as I could and they were like you can't do that and I was like oh okay. And then I'd do it like a couple more times, and then I would stop it. That's fair. I mean, it's fun, and we have very ADHD brains, so we're like, ooh. And also, I'm baby. Um, I am baby. But I am baby. We need to mention it now because it's 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 very uh, it's very obvious to this match. Goddamn, Taz. Please stop thirsting so heavily for Melina. Please. I, I think I could do without... I've been thinking about this while while I was watching this match, but also just in general, because we talked about last week with Wade Barrett. Can commentary just keep it in their fucking pants? Like it's one thing when Corey Graves is doing it for his literal wife, for his actual wife. Honestly, I respect that. You yeah. should. That's yeah. how you should hype up your wife. Yeah, I get it. Go on, King. That's your Go queen off. right there. Go off. Do what but you gotta do. These are professionals. All right. We know they're attractive. We have eyeballs. All right. Yeah. Just we don't, don't, don't uh show don't tell, okay? Yeah, Mandy Just Rose relax. is in fucking fishnets. We get it. We fucking we get, get it. it. We get it. She went to the dress more sexy fucking seminar that John Laurinaitis put in, which sounds insane. <laughs> All I know is thank God Nikita Lyons showed up to it. That's that's an insane sentence I just said. Anyways, 
Uh, we got a lot of so we got all the fast tags and everything. Nitro powers Kendrick into the corner. He gets free with a hip toss though. London and Kendrick force him to the outside. Backdrop by London sends Kendrick onto Eminem on the outside. Does like the back body drop to him? Yeah, just fucking throws his ass out there, which is great. Yeah, dive by London. Mercury dodges and London is isolated in the corner. Uh oh. Yeah, we got a double gut buster by by Mercury and Nitro here. Um, at one point though. Uh, down the line, <clears throat> Kendrick is able to get back into the ring. Um, Eminem hit a snapshot. Yeah, London. Which I was like, that is so early for a snapshot. Yeah, London, who was tossed out of the ring by Nitro, I believe, is yeah. able to save the match at the last second. I was like, whoa, snapshot. No one kicks out of the snapshot. Yeah. It's like It was like legitimately like the most protected finisher in the universe, which, again, uh, fuck Eminem. But also, the snapshot... <laughs> Snapshot, fantastic finisher. Oh, it's great. Fantastic it's a great tag team finisher. finisher. Somebody should steal it. Yeah, someone needs to steal it expeditiously because it's fucking yeah. great. So London makes the save, but then gets tossed out of the ring. So does Kendrick. So everybody's on the outside now. Kendrick does get pinned again, but he kicks out this time. Yeah. They have puts the boots to Kendrick on the outside too. Yeah, so uh, Kendrick rolls up uh, Nitro for a three. Uh, but Mercury had the ref distracted. After that, Mercury gets into the ring. Um, he hits a good vertical suplex for a near fall. On Ke- All this is on Kendrick. Kendrick is getting rocked. Yeah, Kendrick's getting bodied right now. Uh, Mercury throws Kendrick out of the ring, distracts the ref while Molina is kicking Kendrick. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the, 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 the only time the babyfaces are able to get sign of life is Nitro gets his boot in the corner, puts his boot yeah. in the corner, the, the heel tag team shtick. Yeah. Um, uh, Mercury goes to Irish whip Kendrick into it, but Kendrick is able to reverse the whip. Mercury goes into the boot. Kendrick immediately turns his ass around, tags in London, hot tag by London. Didn't really do much. Right hands for everybody. He's got a right hand with your name on it, sir. Then you get, you get a flying back elbow. We get the double clothesline, a roll up for a two. I was like, okay, this is okay. We get a really cool spot by London here, though. London's on the apron, gets grabbed by Nitro, who's on the apron, and London's now back in the inside of the ring. Drop kicks Nitro off the apron and moonsaults himself off of the drop kick onto Mercury in one motion. Yeah. Which was lit. Then we get the most annoying part of the match, which is on the pin. It's broken up by Melina doing her best Black Bolt impression <laughs> and being the loudest person in the world. Just screaming. Oh, my God. Just screaming. I I can't spoil the movie. No. Also, you know, better better example, Banshee from X-Men. There we go. Yeah. Remember remember when they reboot the X-Men and it was fine, I guess? The first one was really good. first one's really good. I love Days of Future Past. Absolutely love that movie. I'm a big fan of Days of Future Past. And then they absolutely desecrated it with Apocalypse. Yeah, Apocalypse was bad. Bad. Real bad, bad, bad. Real yeah. bad. Can't wait till we go into our superhero movies podcast. R.I.P. Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse. I was going to say, man's Moon Knight and very much alive. Um, yeah, Melina gets in the ring and screams. So London, uh, at one point here, moved and Mercury knocks. So, so sorry, Nitro's holding London. 
Uh, yeah. Mercury comes off the ropes and is clearly going to get a shot in of something. I don't know. This feels like they didn't execute this plan very well because I feel like the momentum would have just kind of hurt Nitro anyways or knocked yeah, him off the right. apron or something. But we don't talk about that. Um, London moves out of the way. Mercury knocked Nitro off their apron into Melina. Yep. So she's also out of it. Gets rolled up by London. One, two, three. London and Kendrick win the titles, baby. They win them. They win them in what is probably the worst match of the five that we watch. Easily, in my opinion. Yeah, but still fun. Still, still fun. Time. Still good. We get to see the big baby face win. And after the match, Nitro and Molina beat the shit out of Joey Mercury. Rude. Rude. Poor Joseph. But it won't be the last that we see of Eminem. It won't be. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to see Eminem again in a car crash of a ladder match. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Back from the break. Armageddon, baby. 2006? Six. Four-way ladder match. Our friends, London and Kendrick. This is the toughest test so far. Are still champs, by the way. Yep, still champs. It's been like almost a year. They are defending against... They're supposed to be defending against just William Regal and Dave Taylor. In a straight-up match. In a straight-up match, which is fun because they're just defending against dads. Just British dads. And that's cool. That was my first. I love that team. Regal and Dave Taylor were so fun. For context, there was an Inferno match right before this on the pay-per-view. JBL thinks that MVP is dead because he got lit on fire by Kane, which is fun. Sure. Inferno matches, I could go. I could do without them. Eh? I don't know how we can keep... I'm glad we haven't seen one in a while. I'm saying this, and I'm sure we'll let an Inferno match will just... I mean, I, who the fuck's going to have an Inferno match? Because the only people who made sense for were like Taker, Kane, and Bray. No, I the think. only people who made sense for was Kane. That's it. It's right. just Kane. That man was on fire. Yeah. And who do you have him with? Imagine it's just a random ass... Like, there's like, hey, you know, Finn Balor versus Austin Theory. No. One of you guys is going to go on fire. Nah, we're going to give it to Joe Gacy. Joe Casey and Braun Breaker Inferno match. So Teddy shows up. Teddy Long. It's supposed to just like we said, just a two-on-two match. Shows up, turns it into a ladder match. Yeah. Regal and Taylor are beside themselves. Because for those who don't know, both men afraid of fights. And then Teddy Long decides, yeah, we're going to add two more teams in the mix. So Eminem, who we already mentioned, they get added. Red Carpet comes out. And wait, I'm sorry. We get one of the greatest calls JBL has ever made. Go for it. There's the three divas. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, three divas. And the fourth team 
It's Matt and Jeff. It's the Hardy Boys. Is this WrestleMania 33? It's a it's a dry run for WrestleMania 33. We didn't know it at the time, but, but it was four, four team ladder match for the tag titles. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, I'm pretty sure is mid feud with fucking Umaga at this point. By the way, <laughs> the man can multitask because they said that he got rocked on Raw <laughs> by Umaga. The Hardys bring the ladder to the ring. I like guys. They're like, you know what? We've been here. We're gonna just bring this down. We know we need it. Yeah, let's we know what we're doing here. What did you think of this match? This is this is my favorite match of the bunch. I don't think this is the is best it because match. Because it's nuts. I, yeah, I, I don't think this is the best match. I think the best match is the Danielson match. But I wholeheartedly believe that this was the best match of the bunch because it's fucking fun. Uh, it's just my favorite. It's it's just car crash from beginning to end, and it's nonstop action. Um, and a surprise happens that surprised us both. Yep. Let's start going through the crazy spots that we see. So Regal hits a Regal Plex at one point here. I don't know who the fuck it was on, but he does it. Somebody. <laughs> um, Matt and Jeff and London and Kendrick go to blows at one point. Uh, Matt rocks Regal and Taylor with a ladder. Uh, yeah. We get a really, really cool spot here. So uh, the Hardys hit Poetry in Motion on Dave Taylor. And then Eminem followed up immediately with a snapshot. At that point, yeah. Dave Taylor should be dead. Should be out of it. The man just took two, a signature and a finisher. Which basically he is. We don't see him for a while. No, uh, Dave takes a nice rest. Yeah, Dave and Regal are basically just outside for the first 15 minutes of this match. Yeah. Um, they're, the, they're, the, they're the people who like they're like well let me wait till the pool warms up and everyone's like like this is as warm as it gets like well you know let's see if it warms up a little bit dip our toe in and then I witnessed the murder of Spanky um, <laughs> so Jeff has a ladder in one corner Matt has Spanky in the other corner Matt Irish whips Kendrick uh, towards Jeff Jeff throws the ladder towards Matt what is in between those two things Evan Spanky. Spanky is dead. Spanky gets eats the ladder, and I it's it's obviously the heaviest meal he's ever had. And he's just gone. He's gone. <laughs> you gotta eat, my boy. My boy needed Everybody the iron, eats. but instead he got the steel. Oh <laughs> Mercury. Sorry. Oh. Mercury. <laughs> Mercury in this match? <laughs> Mercury grabs a ladder and just starts rocking everyone with it. At what point here? He he so he's clear. He sets up the ladder in the middle. He climbs the top of the ladder. He sits on top of the ladder and starts reaching up to grab the titles. And then come the Hardys. And then come uh Kendrick in London. And I believe Regal and and, and Taylor might have been involved in this. I'm not entirely sure. But they literally just lift him up. From the base of the ladder. They lift up the yep. base of the ladder with him on top of it. They walk him over to the edge of the ropes and just dump him onto Johnny Nitro. This man on the outside. It was yeah. just the baby faces. Yeah. Uh, Matt hits a plancha onto Dave Taylor. Kendrick and London both get just whipped into ladders, which is fun. Jeff goes for poetry in motion, but he goes face first onto the top. He gets so high up that his head comes down on the top of a ladder. Yeah, he also eats a ladder. Yes. Uh, Kendrick climbing. Matt pulls him off the ladder and then hits a twist of fate, which is cool, which commentary also just doesn't call. Like, it's yeah. clearly a twist of fate. Yeah, we see that. <laughs> then we get the surprise. 
No, we get a little bit more. So I, I I don't want to oh. go to the surprise lot yet. Okay. Uh, so Nitro hits a vertical suplex uh, ringside to. Um, sorry, Regal hits a, a vertical suplex ringside to Nitro. Kendrick hits a stop. So so there's a ladder set up on the middle bit of the top rope, right okay. uh, right alongside the middle of the ring. Matt gets du- gets placed onto that ladder by London. Kendrick then comes in and hits a stomp onto Matt while he's on the yes. ladder. And so some ladders start getting set up, Evan. Yes, they do. And this is what we get our surprise. I am seeing the Hardys and they're setting up ladders in the in the corner. And I see Eminem. And, and you see how the ladders are set up. Yeah, and they're kind of like in a teeter-totter setup. And... Uh, you know, my brain connected the two pieces together, and I wrote, in all caps, oh my god, this is the match where Mercury gets his fucking nose broken. Fuck. Nose broken? His face exploded? Okay. I just wrote, oh shit, it's the match, in all caps. So Jeff... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, it's that one. So Jeff is on the top row. Uh, Mercury... And Nitro are on opposite sides of this little ladder concoction that they've got going on here in the corner. Um, Matt is also up there. I what, what was clearly going on here was they tried to to superplex or drop Jeff onto this big ladder concoction that I believe Eminem set up themselves. Yes. What ends up happening is Matt comes through, fights both of them, sets them up in a position. Jeff jumps off the top rope, sits on the opposite end of the ladder. Now, I don't know if you guys know how how this works. Scientifically. How simple simple machines work. Scientifically, if Jeff sits on one side of the ladder, he is forcing it down. Therefore, the other side of the ladder shoots up. What happens when that side of the ladder shot up, Evan? Well, on, on Nitro's side, it kind of hits him and he sells it. And, oh, difficult. On the other side, uh, Mercury looks like Voldemort now. That motherfucker has no nose. His face, he immediately starts gushing blood. Immediately. Cue the Family Guy clip of Mayor Adam West getting hit with a brick, noticing his own blood and saying, I'm a tomato. All right? <laughs> Joey Mercury is a tomato. Joey Mercury is pouring blood. Cole is like saying his nose is broken. Nose probably broken. He all looks this like he was shit. shot. He's literally look like his face is just red. And as we know now, his or like he fucked up completely. His face, like his he goes nose to a local fucked. medical facility immediately. Yeah, well, he fucking needed it. Honestly, he let's make this it. let's make this an international fucking medical facility at this point. That's yeah. what his face needs. Flying the man to good had doctors to have, in Switzerland. Yeah, his face had to have some significant plastic surgery because his face was absolutely fucking rocked. And that's yeah. how we get the Joey Mercury that we know today with the massive scarring on his face. Yep. Other things somehow happen after this. Yeah, uh, so we get a London... In the immediate aftermath, Taylor and Regal are in the ring. And I was like, how? Where did you guys come from? Yeah, so we get a back suplex off the ladder to Matt. Or London hits one to Matt. Uh, Regal comes in, hits an overhead half-and-half half suplex to London, I believe, to a ladder. Yeah, that onto, onto a ladder. Yeah. Um, 
Regal is too scared to climb, even though they have the advantage and could easily just go up and grab the titles and win this match. Taylor goes instead with little baby steps. Yeah. Matt hits a twist of fate in the background to both Regal and Taylor. Um, Jeff was brought a big ass ladder, set it up on the outside of the ring, and was clearly climbing to hit a swanton on both the Brits. But Nitro comes through, drop kicks the ladder, and Jeff crashes as hard as humanly possible. Face first onto the ropes. That sucked. I know that sucked. London hits a diving dropkick to Nitro to knock him off the ladder because he tried to go on the ladder after. Yeah. Uh, Hendrick and Matt go up top together. Matt hip tosses him away. London comes in, fights Matt Hardy, gets back body dropped, but then Matt also falls. And then Jeff shows up and the crowd goes fucking crazy. Because we see Jeff in ladders and we are simple people. We're like, this boy is going to do something crazy. Get and also, out. Jeff is arguably the most over baby face in WWE at this point. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, sunset flip off a ladder to Nitro because Jeff Hardy's crazy. Oh, he's the crazy one, Malaka. Regal is up on the ladder uh, fighting and fighting and fighting with, uh, with Brian Kendrick. And so what Kendrick does is he hits his finisher, which is the sliced bread. Except <laughs> Kendrick landed in quite possibly the worst way possible. And honestly, I don't know how he didn't break his fucking neck. Because yeah, there was no room for Brian Kendrick. None whatsoever. So he folded like a goddamn accordion, ended up on the outside. And, and seriously, if it was anyone else, I think they might have broken their neck. But it's Brian Kendrick, and he's literally 120 pounds and five foot fucking seven. So he was able to pull this off and somehow uninjured. The end of this shenanigans is Paul London crawling through Mercury's bloodstain, I will also point out, to meet Matt up top. He manages to get the titles down. London and Kendrick retain the tag titles. It was kind of an uneventful finish, I feel, because he so he's punching Matt. Made up for it by the insanity that happened before. He he's trading blows with Matt at the top. Matt gets knocked off. Uh, then Matt, I believe Dave Taylor and Nitro are just like kind of crowding the ladder, but not actually making any significant sh- attempts to stop London as he's London's grabbing just the titles. faster than them. Like London's just a little quick, like quick enough to be able to get up there because they're still getting their bearings. Yeah. So they the the rain continues for the skinniest men in WWE. It would continue until the April 20th episode of SmackDown in 2007 where they would lose the titles to who? Do you remember? I don't, actually. Deuce and Domino. Cherry sighting. Oh, Get my excited. God. I forgot about that shit. London missed a moonsault from the ring apron due to, uh, to the floor, and it kayfabe injured his ribs, leaving Kendrick to battle Deuce and Domino by himself. Their title reign was 331 days, the longest until it was surpassed by the new day in 2016. Yeah, boys. London was released from his WWE contract November 7, 2008. He would hop around a couple different places, various promotions, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, another run in Ring of Honor. 2018, I believe, he appears in Lucha Underground. Do you remember why he was released from his contract with WWE? No. Why was he released from his contract? So remember when Vince McMahon blew up? Right, he laughed. He, he laughed when Vince got blown up. No, Smiled. Vince does the the walk of 
of hell. He has everyone lined yeah. up in the back, and he's like walking through, all looking all grudging, begrudgingly, and everything. And everyone was supposed to look like intimidated or like scared or some sort of shit. And London's just there cheesing. Can't be and they like say that. they say t- uh, his rationale was that they didn't give them any instructions. They just told him to line up there. And he's like, okay, I see the boss. Let me smile. Yeah. Make sure the boss doesn't get mad at me. I'll smile. Make his day. Nope. And Released. it cost him his job. <laughs> pops up in Lucha Underground 2018. Uh, or sorry, he pops up in 2016, which was the third season of Lucha Underground. I thought it was later, but 2016 makes sense. Yeah. As leader of the Rabbit Tribe, and that's our promo. It's him telling us the story of the Rabbit Tribe. What are your thoughts on Lucha Underground? We've never really talked oh, about Lucha Underground. Dude, here. First off, I love Lucha Underground. The I first, thought it was so fucking cool. First two seasons of Lucha Underground are, to me, uh, just the best shit ever. It's it's the reason why I still love Angelico to this day. His trios team with Ivelisse and um, fucking Cross. Matt Cross. I, I forget what his name was in that show. Uh, Son of Havoc? Son of Havoc. It was just so... F- it was excellent. Their matches were fucking great. They they were the MVPs of season one um, of Lucha Underground. And it, it's just... It was just good shit. This was just what it was. It was just good shit. Um, and I wished it didn't fall off a cliff like it did after season two. But it did. I also wish that it didn't... Like, from what we hear, it's like just it was bad for the talent. Like, the yeah. contracts that they were signed to. So, like, yeah. that just sucks. Yeah, I mean, Prince Puma slash Ricochet was fucking doing his thing. Mil Muertes was awesome. Mil Muertes was cool as hell. Pentagon was on fire. Yeah, Ray Phoenix was great there. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously Jeff Cobb under a mask. I forget what his name was, but Matanza. Matanza, yeah. Yeah, it was just awesome. It was, it was really fucking fun. But yeah, season so, three came around. Rabbit Tribe comes around. And that's led by our boy Paul London. He's here telling us a story. Tick tock. Picking up techniques to fight harder. Uh, I fought more th- or fought the more I disappeared. So harder I fought, the more I disappeared. He said, oh, I'm like, what does that mean? Rabbit tribe. The things he says don't really mean fuck all. Yeah, it's a psychedelic. <laughs> he's essentially the Mad Hatter from fucking Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's the he's the Beatles period where they just did a bunch of LSD. Right? Yeah, see, I've been fighting all over this. First off, when he said I've been fighting all over this galaxy, I knew uh, my man is gone. Picking up techniques uh, to fight using my style. The harder I fought, the more I disappeared. But I realized that I was lost. Then I started following the white rabbit and everything changed. And then he starts describing the two members of the the group. Uh, Santander, Santador, sorry, um, is the psychedelic assassin. Man can jump as high as the eye can go. Why and did the he other say one is, that is uh, Mala Suerte? Mala Suerte, the Black Rabbit. The only thing he gets lucky with is the ladies. And then London goes, and I quote, After all, we are rabbits. And then the next video cut that they cut to is just London without a shirt, like ringside uh, in the old uh, factory, literally just doing hip thrusts. Yeah, it's... Uh suggestive imagery oh yeah um he go th- th- he talks about so they had a match i believe it was uh against cobra moon and, and her crew uh and he goes we may have lost but this is just the beginning the rabbit tribe will rise it's only a matter of time tick tock
Also, if you're wondering, they found their god slash white rabbit, and it was Masquerita Sagrada. <laughs> like yeah, season three was a weird time, man. Masquerita Sagrada, which was a mini, who is a mini wrestler, yeah. uh, who's, who was dope, but also, yeah. it's kind of season fucked. three was a weird fucking time for Lu. It was great. I I was really entertained by it. It wasn't as good as the first two seasons. No. Uh, it's it, honestly, if you if if you, anyone's listening to this hasn't seen Lucha Underground, genuinely, I don't know if it's on Netflix still. It might not be. Probably it used to be on Netflix, but um, I don't know where it is. If you can go track it down in any capacity and watch the at least just watch season one. You don't even have to watch season two. Season two is great. It's excellent. Uh, I definitely recommend the first two seasons. Watch them. It's it's really fun. It's got a lot of people that are in wrestling nowadays who are big stars. I mean, you've got Ricochet. He's Prince Puma. You've got, like we mentioned, Phoenix, Pentagon, you know, Mil Mortis, uh, who, who we've actually seen on this podcast. He was Judas Messiah. Yes, like I mentioned, Jeff Cobb as, as uh, Matanza. But the best part about Lucha Underground is not even a fucking wrestler. No, nope. it's Dario Cueto, the like manager slash G, like the GM slash owner of the of the promotion, who is just some actor that they have that they found. Who's great at it? Who is so fucking good in this role? It is unbelievable. From my understanding, is you can watch Lucha Underground on Apple TV or Tubi. Okay, uh, yeah. I believe Tubi might be free actually. <laughs> Well, let's hope for the best. Uh, but Apple TV is definitely not. Apple TV, definitively not free. What do you think going back and looking at the career of Paul London? I fucking love Paul London. So I was really no, happy to do this. He's quick. He's fast as fuck, boy. It's it's my name on the on the in the, in our video recording right now. It's fast as fuck, boy. Uh, yes, it is. Because Paul London, the one thing that I will always remember about Paul London, you know tag team with Kendrick aside, cruiserweight run, ring of honor stuff aside, is just how fucking fast he is. He wrestles such a fast-paced style. At a ridiculous pace. It, it influenced a lot of the wrestlers of this generation, if I'm being honest. And, and yep. I feel like a lot of guys have, have stated as such, like, you know, you look at guys like Will Ospreay and Ricochet, who who on the independent scene did develop a quicker style, obviously high-flying and all this stuff, but, but also just... The pace at which they wrestled with was quick, um, and and it's really uh, it was just different. I mean, in that two thousand three to two thousand seven range, we did get a lot of like slower, you know, workers. Like, uh, hey, uh, I will never disparage John Cena and Batista and the top guys of that era uh, for obvious reasons, but they did not wrestle very fast. So to see nope. that, like, it's just something new and different, like a, like a Paul London and a Brian Kendrick on my screen every week, just going fucking 100 miles per hour at all times, that was fun for me. Paul London's a weird dude. I like that about him. I like that he seems to lay a little, just a little, like, strange and out there. Seems I think like that's why the rabbit tribe thing was so cool for him. Yeah, because he's just clearly just a weird fucking dude. Yeah. And I like that. I like his style. I like his wrestling. I think fi- discovering those Ring of Honor matches, those were crazy good. Yes. That Danielson match is a a delight. But also, I'm glad we got to put some respect on Velocity's name. It's been oh, 115 yeah. episodes. We haven't put any respect on Velocity yet. 
We're going to do a special episode where we just watch velocity matches. Oh, my God. You are going to give me my Rene Dupree, Kenzo Suzuki That's match. right. That's right. We're going to watch just the, 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 the cream of the crop of velocity. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be great. There's probably a great. lot of Charlie Haas on there, if we're being honest with ourselves. Let's go. Uh, next week, Kelly Kelly. She came second in our poll. So guess what? We're going to do a Kelly Kelly episode. Which and means- it's totally not the fact that my girlfriend voted. No. That's that's not that's not definitely part of it wasn't why it wasn't why she didn't make the, a million uh, burner accounts just to vote. We have been getting followed by some random bot accounts, but also we 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 see you following us, actual people. So yeah. you know what? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, we we see you, listeners of our podcast. All lot. If you want to come, if you don't follow us on Twitter and you want to come join our our group of, I want to look up the exact number as of the time of recording of twenty one hundred ninety four people. Come join us. Yeah. That is an absurd number of people. It's a lot of people. I mean, admittedly, we have a lot of people to fucking listen to this. Which is great. It's fantastic. And it should be more. So get more people to listen to this. That's right. Follow wherever you're listening. Follow us on Twitter at CrossBodyWork. Javier, where can people follow you on social media? I'm on the Twitter machine at Sports. Follow me and I might yell at you. Follow me if you want. Add it seven gomes. I T S E V N G O M E S. But most important, follow the pod at Crossbody of Work. Javier, any final words for the people? This week on Life Advice with Javier. You know, Evan, it's it's allergy season out here. Not for sure me. Is. Not for me. I don't have any allergies, and I'm perfectly fine in the spring. Uh, I, I'm that lucky person. But my thing uh, is, uh, take care. Everyone out there, take your Benadryls, take uh, whatever the fuck people with allergies take. You know, my girlfriend's struggling in Puerto Rico right now. She she took a, like a, an allergy shot. She did all this stuff and she's still fucking congested like a motherfucker. And, you know, we live in a time period where, yeah, there's a virus out there that, that has people uh, very concerned. So if, yeah. if you get the sniffles, definitely get yourself tested. But also... Make sure that you're doing well. Take your Benadryls. Take uh, a leave. What what the fuck do people do when they have allergies? I mean, you, you probably have them. I don't. Oh shit. I don't have allergies. Not you. the seasonal ones. But uh, yeah, Benadryls, all those. Yeah. Do uh do what people do when they uh shit. Well, we can't really give advice on this, can we? Find your friends with allergies and ask them their advice. Well, yeah, sure. There we go. Make reach yeah. out to people who have allergies. Uh, to help with your allergic reactions. But also make sure they're okay because they're probably bummed out because of pollen. Yeah, if you're allergic to pollen, figure it the fuck out. There we go. That's that's this week's life advice with Javier. I want to say we stuck the landing. We kind of did. That's it for this week. Thanks so much for listening to us talk about Paul London. Back next week, we're talking Kelly Kelly. See you then. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.